and thank you for joining us for In All Things, a weekly podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. I'm Rachel Joseph. Your host for In All Things is Dean Weaver, stated clerk of the EPC. The motto of our family of congregations is, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Now, here's Dean. And thank you again, Rachel Joseph, and welcome everyone to this week's edition of In All Things, a podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. If you recognize that great voice that gives us the intro into each of our episodes, Rachel Joseph works in our benefits department. So if you ever call in to the office of the General Assembly with a benefits question, there's a good chance that she is one of the people who may pick up the phone and you will find them super helpful and ready to serve you and any questions you have in caring for your families and their health and well-being. So uh, my name is Dean Weaver, as Rachel said, and I welcome you again to this edition of In All Things, and I serve as the stated clerk of the EPC. If you're new to our podcast, if you've been with us for a while, you know that one of the things I encourage you to do, if this is helpful to you, is to share it out on social, to talk about it with others. Word of mouth is our greatest single means of getting more folks engaged in these conversations that matter. And today is going to be one of those great conversations. Our first year that we were doing this podcast, we spent a lot of time introducing the EPC to the staff in the office of the General Assembly. And who they are, and how they serve the local church. And we've had some new folks that have come into our office in the last few months. And so we thought in between some of the different series that we're going to do this year, we ought to take some time and continue to introduce you to the people who have said yes to the Lord's call and are serving the EPC currently in the office of the General Assembly. And that's today. Today we have Jordan Greer with us, the Reverend Jordan Greer with us. She is our new Assistant Director of World Outreach, and we're just really excited to get to know her and learn a little bit more about her calling and why it is that she has said yes to serving in this capacity. So, Jordan, welcome to In All Things. Thanks, Dean. I'm super excited to be here working at World Outreach and also having this conversation with you. That's awesome. Well, looking forward to that, and we're going to dig into it in just a second. But those of you know, it's time for our fake commercial, and that is to say I'm going to promo this particular episode by focusing on, of course, EPC World Outreach. And as we come to our 43rd General Assembly and Global Priority Summit, pretty excited that World Outreach has got a full and robust series of offerings for all of our commissioners when they come. Mike Kuhn, who's maybe one of the smartest missiological thinkers that I have ever met, is preaching on Tuesday night and is going to bring a powerful sermon. He and I were talking about that the other day, and I'm excited for what the Lord is going to say through him. But then during the plenary session, EPC World Outreach is bringing in two experts from outside the EPC to speak to us. Mary Ho, who's the International Executive Leader of All Nations in Kansas City, is going to be speaking, as well as Matt Ellison, who is the President and Church Missions Coach for 1615.org out of Dallas. And so some high-quality, high-level people coming in to help the church, and the real focus is on equipping the local church to engage in the Great Commission, because after all, you remember the mission of the EPC is we exist to carry out the Great Commission. And EPC's World Outreach is the means by which the EPC goes to all of the places, particularly those with the least access to the gospel. Well, let's turn into that conversation today and meet our new Assistant Director of World Outreach. She's been an absolute delight to have here in the office. So Jordan, give us a little bit of background, where you grew up, how you came to faith, and your calling to seminary, and how that turned not necessarily into a pastoral role, but maybe toward where you are today. 
Yeah, that's a great question. I grew up in central Kansas with a loving Christian family. I went to Sterling College, which is Christian private school. And we have a number of EPC people who have been very involved in Sterling College over the years. My friend Wayne Hardy was on the board of Sterling College and always spoke so highly of it. I love Wayne. I got to meet him during my ordination exams. He's awesome, big proponent of EPC and all things Sterling. So I love Wayne. I played basketball there. I studied biblical studies and exercise science. And it was during that time that my love for the Lord continued to grow and be formed. And at the end of four years of studying the Bible and writing thesis and papers, I was, I was kind of burnt out. And I wasn't sure what to do next. And so I, I started talking to a couple professors, asking them, hey, what do you think, you know, with my giftings and passions and talents, do you think that the Lord might be calling me to? I feel called to ministry. I felt that since my junior year of high school, but, but what might that look like for me? And it wasn't going to be sports because you were a hooper, and, <laughs> but you, weren't, you didn't see it, the Lord calling you into coaching or anything like that. Yeah, I felt specifically called to ministry, even though I loved basketball, loved sports. I don't want to exclude that from a possibility on the side um, at all, but mainly being called to ministry. And so my last year at Sterling, I had less biblical studies classes and finished my exercise science degree. And it was during that time period that I started to miss it. And my longings for studying the Bible and growing deeper, those longings continued to grow. And so as I sat down with those two professors, I asked them, Based on my talents, passions, gifts, what do you see me doing? And they said, well, start listing them. Start listing all of the things that you love to do, whether you think it's a talent and a gift or not. If you love traveling, put that down. If you love speaking to people, put that down. And so at the end of this, I realized, okay, I do think that I am called to ministry based on my gifts and potentially either in the local church or teaching, because at that time, that was the scope of my understanding regarding ministry. I started looking at seminaries and they gave me a list of like the top 10 schools to look at. And so I looked at the first one, Gordon Conwell, applied, got accepted. I moved out there three months later. So that's a big move. I mean, going from like central Kansas to like, uh, you know, New England is Mm -hmm. not, that's a bit of a culture shift. It's a bit of a, I mean, there's other schools you could have gone to. So what was it about Gordon Conwell that caused you to land there? Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is that they were solid biblically and they were an evangelical school. I liked the fact that it was interdenominational, and so I got to meet people from varying backgrounds and people from all over the world. I think we had over 70 countries represented at Gordon-Conwell, which was amazing. Yeah, the international flavor of Gordon-Conwell is one of its special attributes, I think, and it it brings a real richness to not only the the culture of the campus, but also theological discussion, because you're hearing theological fidelity from people from all over the world. So you gain probably some insights and perspectives that would be a little bit broader and maybe more substantial than if it was just this, the same demographic. I had also heard a few of my EPC predecessors that had gone to Gordon-Conwell so that I knew our denomination sent people there as well. But I would say the biggest reason that I chose Gordon-Conwell was because it had a strong emphasis on the languages in the grammatical historical approach to interpreting scripture. In my biblical studies, I studied Greek and Hebrew, and I wasn't done with it. I wanted more. I wanted to understand better. So let's just press pause. You wanted more Greek and Hebrew. (laughs) Let's just let that sink in, folks. Let let that kind of wash over everybody. Just more (laughs) Greek and Hebrew. Okay. All right. Go ahead. 
I'm not saying that I loved it. It's just so super helpful for understanding scripture. So I felt like I don't understand scripture well enough yet. And this is a tool that helps me to do that. So you're at Gordon-Conwell and you're studying for ministry. And then after Gordon-Conwell, you land at an EPC church back in in Kansas at Eastminster uh, EPC in Wichita. And you're there to do what? I went back to Wichita to do the Frank Kick pastoral internship. And Eastminster had been my church home since 2016 before I went to seminary. I did two summer internships there with the students ministry program. And I fell in love with their church, with their worship. I felt like I was finally in my church home. And so while I was at seminary, they were my home church where I was a member. Also, when I started my ordination process, they were the church that took me under care. It was under the Great Plains Presbytery that I was taken under care as well. So when I went back to Eastminster after Gordon-Conwell, it was like going home. I was welcomed with open arms, supported, encouraged, and given everything that I need to flourish. So it was, it was a wonderful experience. Now, I know strategically placed mission trips have had a role in how your calling has come about too, right? Yes, absolutely. Tell us a little bit more about that. So in 2013, I went on my first international mission trip. It was during that time in Guatemala where I felt called to ministry. My heart broke. I saw over 6,000 people in a landfill looking for food. It was then that my heart broke and I realized that Jesus is needed everywhere, the gospel is needed everywhere, and meeting people's needs is needed everywhere. So it was at that point on that mission trip that I felt called to ministry, and I already shared a little bit that I didn't know what that would look like specifically. I just knew that that was a call. And then I've gone on several international mission trips since then, and each one has continued to confirm that calling that missions is a part of who I am. One of the cool stories about Eastminster is that they have a rich, long history with missions and missions giving. And so being at Eastminster also continued to form me in the realm of loving missions, loving people, and sharing the gospel with others. So one of the stories that I'd love to tell you is when I was visiting Eastminster over a Christmas break while I was still in school at Sterling, Pastor Mike Goolsby was telling a story about Macedonia and our workers there. And we actually at World Outreach have EPC World Outreach workers there now as well. And so during that sermon, there was like this fire inside of me. Like the spirit was like, you need to go on this trip to Macedonia. You need to go visit these people to serve these people. And that just kept stirring within me. And I started to question, like, was that just me wanting to go travel? Or was that the spirit calling me to go on this trip? And so I was really wrestling. I was like, Lord, I don't want to do it if it's just me, if it's just my desires. And so this sermon goes on 25 minutes and it ends. And I'm like, okay, I don't know, Lord. Like, I'm going to need some confirmation because I want to make sure it's you. And this lady that I had never met before is sitting in the row in front of me. She turns around and she says, I don't know you. I don't, this is kind of weird. I don't have this experience a lot, but the Lord is telling me that you should be going on this trip to Macedonia. I don't know if that means anything to you, but there you go. And I was just dumbfounded. That happens at Presbyterian churches all the time, Jordan. It's like (laughs) every week, practically. Well, that's the thing. And it turned out that um, I did go on the trip. It was amazing. And and that woman helped lead the trip as well. And her name is Susan Lear. And Susan sits on the EPC's World Outreach Committee and is really involved in the Global Mission Program at Eastminster. And so... 
And she's been a wonderful mentor to me as well. I'm very grateful for her. And I love that that's how our, our friendship began, was based on the Lord calling each of us to a mission trip to Macedonia. That is the DNA of Eastminster, which has yeah. been formed within me of going and sending. I had the opportunity, as you know, recently to attend what they called Go Encounter, which mm-hmm. was put on by Pastor Ken Ferguson and his mm-hmm. wife, Wendy, who's the assistant director of Global Missions at Eastminster. And they did a full weekend immersive cooking. You know, I walked into a, a children's ministry where, you know, they were acting like they were worshiping in secret and the police came in oh, wow. and they did all these things for kids and teenagers and adults to kind of get a, a more immersive experience in going to one of the restricted places. And they introduced to the congregation a number of different EPC and partner global workers who are working in uh, Macedonia and really owning that, which is now also the Presbytery's vision, right? The E2025 project for the Presbytery of the Great Plains is that Macedonian work. So great DNA, great history, congregational impact. But I think one of the things that that I find fascinating about you, Jordan, grateful for your calling, is that you have this pastoral desire and focus and training grounded in a church like Eastminster, but you saw the, the power of a local church that is involved in not only local but global mission. And so that desire to empower a local church to the Great Commission is something you kind of bring into the role that you now have as assistant director, right? That's my favorite part of my role is that in our mission, in our vision, Outworld Outreach, the first line says, we're here to serve the church, to serve the local church and empower them to make global disciple makers. For me, that is my heartbeat for ministry, is to empower others to be great leaders and to share the gospel. And so this, I feel like, fits perfectly with the passions that God has given me. And I've been telling people as I travel around that the EPC World Outreach doesn't send people into global missions. Mm -mm. The EPC sends people into global missions and EPC World Outreach is the primary means by which we do that Mm -hmm. because that is the the way in which the EPC is set up to be able to serve the local church. A lot of missiologists will say this axiomatically. They'll say the church doesn't have a mission, but God's mission has a church. So if you go back to Genesis, you know, when God says, where are you? Obviously Mm -hmm. it's a rhetorical question. He knows right where they are, but this is the beginning of God seeking out to save those who are separate from him and lost. And Jesus, of course, says, I've come to seek and save those who are lost. So this is the mission of God, is to go and seek those who are far from him and draw them close. And so he's, he has this mission, and to accomplish that mission, he has developed a church. And now you have been had the opportunity to have that education both at seminary and at a, at a great church with a long history of that. And now you bring those experiences together to serve in the office of the General Assembly with World Outreach, which is awesome. So tell us what's been a surprise so far. I think the biggest thing is just being welcomed in so well. I already feel like I have a good community here that I've been supported in this big transition moving across the country. That's been amazing. But I think the biggest surprise is how supportive our global workers have been. They understand that our office is going through a transition, and I believe my role is to to serve others, to serve our global workers, to serve the church, and to empower them to do their jobs really well for the kingdom of God. And while I want to do that, they've actually been doing that in return of like, hey, how can we help you? How can we help you learn? Do you have any questions for us? And they've been really supportive. 
as well when they could have been, you know, wow, Jordan, we need this right away. We need this. No, I came in and they were patient and they were generous. And mm. that was beautiful. One of the things you learn when you go on a, say, a short-term mission trip is you end up realizing you receive more than you've given, right? <laughs> That's you, right. You learn more than you taught. And, and I think, you know, it makes perfect sense. You step into something like that and you're already receiving maybe initially more than you're able to offer. But I know right. your heart is that you will be in your competitive kind of nature you're going to be striving to outserve them very soon <laughs> and making sure that they have all that they need, as well as our churches, which is why, you know, we're so grateful for your calling. I think my posture right now is to be a sponge that absorbs as much of this fire hose that is coming at me. Every once in a while, I need to go wring out the sponge and reset. <laughs> but um, right now, my posture is one of learning. And I want to understand our workers. I want to understand where our churches are and what their needs are. And so... What would you like people to know about EPC World Outreach that they may not already know? My heart is for people to know. And I can speak for Gabriel on this as well, because he said this to me several times too. And that is that World Outreach is here to serve the church. I think sometimes missions organizations get a bad rap for just asking for money or fundraising or needing something from the local church, but that's actually the opposite of what we want to do. We, Like you said earlier, we do work with the local church, and the EPC is who sends out workers. And so, yes, our workers do fundraise, but the biggest thing that I want people to hear is that we are here to serve you. So if you have questions, if you have anything that you need help with, if you're not even wanting to send out workers, but you just have questions about missions, like that's what we're here for. That's one of the reasons that I love World Outreach as opposed to, you know, all of the other missions organizations that are wonderful. World Outreach actually partners with the local church. And it, I think it puts us in a unique position to also create longevity of relationships with our workers, with their local church, with their presbytery. And so... I want people to know that we're here to serve. Well said, Jordan. And I think that does come across. And I'm grateful for that because the EPC's mission, we exist to carry out the Great Commission as Presbyterian, Reformed, Evangelical, and Missional churches. Now, sometimes we stress those last four things, Presbyterian, Reformed, Evangelical, and Missional. Some, more recently, I've been stressing the first part, we exist to carry out the Great Commission. The thing about the missional thing, the one at the very end, as missional churches is that missional means the point of the spear is the local church. The place where the kingdom of God breaks in is the local church. And that's true whether you're planting a church in an under-resourced area somewhere across the planet, or whether you're planting a church in your own community, or your established church, wherever you might be. That church, that gathering of believers, is the place where the kingdom of God breaks in. And so the fact that we exist, particularly at the Office of the General Assembly, whether it's the benefits or whether it's world outreach, we exist to serve the local church. That's what it means in part for us to be missional. That's right. We serve the local church. Resources flow down. They don't flow up. We don't exist to create a bloated bureaucracy. <laughs> we exist uh, as a lean, mean, missional machine, and we exist to serve the local church and say, how can we help you? And one of the things I encourage uh, churches to do, because we've had a number of churches that as you probably know, have, have transferred into the EPC over the years, mm -hmm. and they may have not looked at their missions profile uh, in a while and may not be aware of all the different uh, EPC missionaries that are out there, all the people yeah. who are serving in the church. So if a local church wanted to look at their missions footprint and wanted to understand who was um, 
available for them to consider supporting. Do you have any counsel on how they might go about doing that, whom they might reach out to and, and what first steps they might take? Yeah, they can reach out to any of us here at the home office. We're all happy to help point them in the right direction. One of the other things that is cool about World Outreach is we're very flexible. So we have World Outreach direct workers who are fully supported by people, especially in the EPC, EPC churches, and they're going out. Um, But we also have people who are a part of an EPC church, members of an EPC church, and they're also co-opt with another agency with varying missions and ministries that they're focused on. And so if people are wanting to give to a specific person or they need help finding people to give to or even areas where they're passionate about, you know, like, for example, the Great Plains focused on the Balkans region, we have people in those areas. So reach out to us. We're happy to answer those questions. Excellent. So let's land on this one at the end here. And I'm kind of saved the best for last because you said something at the very beginning of our conversation that got my attention, which was you were on that mission trip and God broke your heart. And there's a, there's a direct relationship between a heart that is broken or warmed or, or available for God and responding to the Great Commission call. Mm-hmm. And so could you walk us through why as a pastor, you've been ordained as a pastor through the Great Plains Presbytery, why as a pastor have you landed in this role? That's a great question. The biggest reason that I wanted to be a part of ministry, especially including missions, is like you said, my heart was broken for it. And I did feel called during seminary to answer a previous cliffhanger that I I did feel called to the local church. And so for five, six, seven years, I had wondered, how is God going to partner this passion for missions and this passion for the local church? I stumbled across this role. I wasn't actively looking to apply and I stumbled across it and I started reading the job description and my eyes were just like opened and I was completely shocked because it was like, Lord, if this is what you have for me, it makes perfect sense. I couldn't have found this on my own. I couldn't have gone looking for this type of a role that combines so many of my passions, but that's what it is. And so I think The reason that I love it so much is because I get to partner with our global workers and empower them. But at the same time, I also get to serve the local church. And the beautiful part about all of that is when I do talk to our global workers, I also get to be their pastor. Whether that's a field visit, whether that's people coming through, I get to have that pastoral presence that ministers to them because sometimes the field is really lonely and they need somebody to pour into them after they've poured out. So I'm very grateful to be in this position. Yeah, I think your calling, Jordan, is at the nexus of your passion and your gifts and the experiences God has given you to reveal how he wants you to join in his mission. And that intersection between loving on and caring for our global workers and helping to serve the local church and to pull those things together is exactly the place where EPC World Outreach needs to be. And I'm grateful that you've been called to be there. So thank you for um, saying yes to the call and for being with us on this conversation today as people in the EPC get to know you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So if you'd like to learn more or reach out to Jordan, just go to our our webpage at epc.org. And if you go to the About tab at the top and drop that down, you'll see a staff file that you can click on and you'll go down through there and you'll be able to see Jordan as our new Assistant Director of EPC World Outreach. 
and you'll have the contact information there for her. And uh, we encourage you to do that and pass that information on to your elders who lead the mission program at your local church. We would be delighted to serve you, as Jordan has said. Well, my friends, this brings us to the conclusion of another conversation, and I hope this has been an edifying one for you as you've learned about one of the servants God has called to serve the EPC. And I hope, if nothing else, that you'll pass this on to others and that you'll pray for Jordan in this role in which she's been called to serve. So we end with the good word from God's word, as we always do, from Colossians 1, 15 through 18. The Son is the image of the invisible God, firstborn over all creation. For in him, that is in Jesus, all things were created. Things in heaven, things on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. You see, he is before all things, my friends, and in him all things hold together. For he is the head of the body, the church. He is the one who has given us the mission to go to the ends of the earth with the gospel. Until the next time we gather in this way, my friends, I bid grace and peace to you. Thank you again for joining us. On behalf of Dean and the entire team, we hope you will join us for our next episode of In All Things. For more information about the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, including a directory of local churches, online resources, and much more, visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today. Thank you.